Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 1956, four years before Jane Goodall ventured into the world of the chimpanzees and seven years before Diane Fossey left to work with mountain gorillas, 23-year-old biologist Anne Innes Dagg made an unprecedented solo journey to South Africa to study giraffes in the wild. The woman who loves giraffes retraces the steps of Anne with letters and stunning original 16-millimeter color, I believe most of its color footage, offers an intimate view into her life as a young woman juxtaposed with a first-hand look at the devastating reality that giraffes are facing today. And there's more to this story than simply her work with giraffes, which is an awesome part of this film, The Woman Who Loves Giraffes, but it's also about other things, her life as a scientist, as being accepted in a in the university for her work. There are a lot of different things going on in this wonderful documentary called The Woman Who Loves Giraffes, and we have with us today the director of that film, and that would be Allison Reed. Allison, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much, Mike. Pleasure to be here. Well, Allison, tell me a little bit about how you got to know Anne Dagg, and from there, how did it evolve into this really wonderful documentary film? Yeah, well, it was a, a bit of luck that I found out about Anne's story, because um, until the film came out, it, it hadn't been a well-known story. An acquaintance of mine actually um, told me about Anne, and I was intrigued, and I read her book uh, called Pursuing Giraffes, a 1950s adventure, and that told the story of when she went to South Africa in 1956. She went all by herself because she had this passion for giraffes. She had fallen in love with the giraffe when her mom took her to the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago when she was only four years old, and she was just, the creature made such an impression upon her that she was just driven for the, you know, her whole childhood to learn about giraffes, and there was just no information about them. So she got to the point where she had her master's in biology at university, and still there was no information. So she decided to uh, get on a ship and go to South Africa by herself so she could study them herself in the wild. And that's exactly what she did. And when I read her book, I was just blown away and thought it would make an excellent film. Yeah. So um, so that's sort of how the, the and, whole thing started. And what was your initial meeting with her like? What was uh, She's now in her mid-80s. What was that like? When Was she... Open to the idea? Did she have express any reservations? How did yeah. Well, she's she's an incredibly modest woman. You know, no one paid attention to the work she did for so long that I think she was a little um, surprised. But she's she's very open. She was in her early eighties when I first um, I first met her. She we just um, she just had her eighty seventh birthday, and we were actually in Kenya together when she was celebrating her eighty seventh birthday. So that was really really special and she still got that same glow i mean as you mentioned we have 16 millimeter footage of her back in, in when she was a 23 year old um at Fleur de Lis in south africa and the 87 year old Anne still has that same sparkle when she's watching giraffes in the wild you know it's it's pretty amazing yeah our first meeting was was good she's just very open and she was open to the idea of having a, a film made about her 
I've never made a documentary before, and I didn't intend to make a documentary. I was going to make a scripted film, and I still want to do that. But uh, so Anne was kind enough to give me the rights to her life story and the the rights to her book. Uh, I was just in the process of developing that when uh, I found out she was going back to Africa for the first time in well over half a century. Yeah, so yeah. I thought this is historic. We have to we have to go with her, and she uh, she let me tag along with her. So the documentary was actually shot over five years. The events sort of unfolded as we went. So, so yeah, when when folks see the documentary, it's uh, it's it's five years of uh, of shooting in various, both in Kenya, South Africa, various parts of the United States and Canada. And just as you described her in the film, she comes off as a woman who is extremely humble, but also a very quiet determination. Because uh, the other part of this film, first of all, let me I'm going to back up just a, a little bit here and say. How could anyone not like giraffes? I mean, just they're such majestic creatures. They seem their their bearing seems so r- regal in some ways. They are uh, they seem completely <laughs> benign. You know, they they eat uh, vegetation. They don't seem they're not a predatory animal. They're beautiful to look at. They're they're stately. It's kind of interesting that that they hadn't been studied until she decided to make it her life's work. I can't imagine anyone not being attracted to to a, uh, a giraffe. They, uh... you're right. They're such a unique, uh, a unique sort of an animal, and it's amazing how many people are drawn to them and love them. Like when we go around talking about the film, they're like, so many people are are in love with giraffes mm-hmm. as Anne was, and the, and the words you're using to describe are, are words that Anne uses. You know, when she sees the especially the way uh, giraffes move. She, she often says, oh, they're so stately. And she actually did her PhD on the gates of giraffes. They have a very unique way of, of moving and running. They almost look like they're in slow motion when they're running. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, they're in- incredible creatures and inquisitive, too. You know, they, you know, they have that way of looking at you. And uh, there's so many interesting things about their physiology and... and uh, you can you can absolutely understand why she fell in love with them and why they're so popular with, with right. people. That part of the study of giraffes is certainly a, a big part of uh, the woman who loves giraffes. This love affair with her husband, Ian, and how that plays out in her life and in the film, it's a very engaging, beautiful part of the film. But it's also the other part, which she was a very determined researcher, a scientist. She, she was, and she wanted to be taken seriously for her work and it's the this is the other part of the film that just really uh it's eye-opening it is it's something that will hopefully provoke people to reconsider how many women before Anne were denied the opportunity to get a, the full scholarship that they deserved and that's a part of it she struggled to be taken seriously as a in the in the scientific in the academic realm and th- did that surprise you when you when you heard about that part of the story? What what was your reaction when? W- well, yeah, you're right. I mean, people think they're going to see a film about giraffes because that's you know yeah. that's what's in the title. But uh, you know, as you're alluding to, Anne's story um, took a qu- quite a different turn. You're right. She she is a very very determined woman, quietly uh, determined, as you say, and. You know, it wasn't easy for her to get to Africa. It wasn't easy for her to study giraffes. In fact, she had to mask the fact that she was a woman 
in order to to get the invitation to go. So um, she was able to overcome all these obstacles, both in getting to South Africa and, you know, it was apartheid while she was there. She just couldn't understand why black people were treated so badly there. And she, you know, went against the grain and she befriended black people and, um, you know, stand up for them if they were being mistreated. Uh, But when she got back to North America... You know, it ended up that she was herself the victim of this, not not racial discrimination, but uh, gender discrimination. So here you have a woman who did absolutely groundbreaking work. You know, we, we take it for granted now that biologists go and study animals in the wild. But at that time, it, it just wasn't done. She was the first person on the planet to study an African animal in the wild and write scientific papers about it. So she, her work was not only groundbreaking in terms of giraffes, but in, in the way, you know, scientists studied animals in the wild. So she came back to Canada. She got a job at the university, and she saw she was on a career path of uh, becoming a professor, a uh, tenured professor at university, teaching, sharing her knowledge, um, you know, continuing to write scientific papers that were in these, you know, uh, refereed scientific journals and continuing her draft research. And that was her, you know, her singular goal. But uh, she she was denied tenure at uh, the University of Guelph, where she was teaching, and the other universities in the area also denied her full-time teaching position. That just crushed her. She fought it at the Human Rights Commission and the Ontario Ombudsman, but she, she lost. So... Basically, that was the start of her, what I call her giraffe hiatus. So, um, and did all she could do with giraffes. She she gathered the information she had collected in, in um, South Africa, and she and uh, a colleague of her, hers who had observed some giraffes after and a few years later in Nairobi National Park, um, they compiled their information and uh, co-wrote a book uh, that, it's called the uh, giraffe. It's biology, behavior, and ecology, and that book became what's known as the Bible of giraffe study. So every uh, giraffe scientist, every zookeeper has that book on their bookshelf, and wrote that book. And then she basically disappeared from the giraffe world for decades. Our film is, you know, part of uh, an important part of the film is the story of her rediscovery. So few people are aware that. Giraffes are in incredible danger. Like, there's um, far fewer giraffes in the wild now than there are elephants, for instance. So there's probably about 500, loosely speaking, 500,000 elephants. There's maybe there's less than 100,000 giraffes in the wild. So they're, um, they're now listed by the IUCN Red List of Endangered Species as vulnerable to extinction. So there were, there were actually a couple of women in California, Amy Phelps and Lisa Clifton Bumpus, who... Uh, we're starting a giraffe organization, and they were like, who can we get to be? We need an icon. And, of course, Anne's name came up, and they were like, I wonder if she's even still alive. Yep. And they they looked her up and rediscovered her and brought her back into the giraffe community. So, so you know, Anne in her 70s and 80s has been reimmersed into this world, which she uh, she loves so much. So it's been... Uh, it's been a really, really happy story. Yeah, that's a great part of this film. It's a great part of the story is to, as you sprinkle into the film, these people who are current um, experts on giraffes, excuse me, on giraffes, and how they describe 
their introduction into the into the world of giraffes and also people who yeah. admired her work and i and there's some i don't want to give too much away about what happened yeah i but, know i'm worried it, that i'm giving too much away too. <laughs> yeah but it's just it's it's getting the whole film is from start to finish such a heartwarming story i mean obviously there's some detours along the way in terms of her career path and what she was hoping to accomplish in the world of academia and in science but 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 it all of it puts put together is this wonderful portrait of just what is by all accounts a wonderful person and so in some ways to see what has happened to her especially so late in life is so it's just a heartwarming film it's a really really wonderful watch and the reaction the film has gotten uh, uh, as I'll tell our audience that it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, the reaction among the critics who, who you not only just is at 100% but you read the reviews and they're glowing reviews and people talking about you can't miss this this is one of those films you don't want to miss and and it's true it is true and the film is opening here in los angeles in a number of different locations i believe if i'm not mistaken it's uh the monica film center in santa monica and I, are you in town for q and a's uh this weekend yes yes so it's playing at uh, four Lemley uh, theaters, the Monica, as you mentioned. It's also playing at uh, the Playhouse in Pasadena. Um, it's playing the Claremont. Yeah, Claremont. Uh, it's playing in Encino. Yeah, yeah, and Claremont. Yeah, and Chico. So, so there, you'll you'll see everywhere it's playing, and you'll also see the Q and A's that we're um, we're taking quite part in. I'll be doing Q and A's uh, Friday through Sunday. So. You're right. People have had an, an amazing response to her story. So we've been, uh, it's been really gratifying to see her finally getting, uh, getting the res- recognition she deserves and, and also to see, you know, her story resonating with so many people. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's been fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, the, again, the film is called The Woman Who Loves Giraffes. And um, by the time you walk out of the theater, it'll be the men and women who love giraffes. Like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, absolutely. Uh, yes. So, uh, it's a, again, the film, what would you recommend? It's it's being released through Zeitgeist Films. There's a, there's a web page on Zeitgeist. Is there another place that you would yes. recommend people check out as well? Yeah, so we have a website called thewomanwholovesgiraffes.com, so you can see the trailer for the film there, and also if you click on See the Film uh, in the U.S., that, 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 that link will take you right to um, Zeitgeist Films, and you'll see all the, all the cities it's, uh, it's playing in the, in, in the United States, including the ones in the Los Angeles area that you mentioned. So okay. it's thewomanwholovesgiraffes.com. The Woman Who Loves Giraffes.com is a great place to go, great place to check out the information. You had mentioned earlier in our conversation that uh, you also, your initial interest in her story was as a narrative film. Are you making progress on that front? Yeah, we, we, we're in, just in the early stages of that, but there's definitely interest. There are a lot of layers and story that, um, believe it or not, that, uh, you know, weren't addressed in the documentary, so I'm I'm looking forward to delving into some of those characters that she speaks about in her book. And also, you know, another another device we used in, in uh, the storytelling in the documentary was was the letters that Anne, yes. Anne wrote back to her mother and to her fiancé. So 
and kept her on her correspondence. We actually have Tatiana Maslany uh, playing the voice of young Anne in the documentary in her letters. And Victor Garber plays the, the voice of uh, Mr. Massey, South African rancher who, uh, who helped her so much. Yeah, the letters really give, a, give an insight into you know, Anne's character and, and what, the, what those times were like. Allison Reed, thank you so much for the film. Thank you so much for finding some time to spend with us here on Film School Radio. Again, the film is The Woman Who Loves Giraffes, and you can go to that site, thewomanwholovesgiraffes.com, to find out. And there's also a take action. If you know you care about giraffes, you should care about the future of giraffes. And there's there are ways in which you can become involved in that at the website. And uh, to, to all the best to you moving forward, Allison Reed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.